Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Stephen. Um, I came to your podcast from listening to MFM, but um, I really enjoyed listening to someone else geek out really hard uh, about Jurassic Park. Um, I actually, the day that you put up the latest episode about having watched Jurassic Park on the plane, I watched Jurassic Park for the first time in a very, very long time. I've been waiting because I was hoping maybe some local theater near me would put it up for the 25-year anniversary, but no one did. So, um, And I just wanted to comment, well, first, I mean, just kind of like my personal, like, origin with Jurassic Park. I was three when the movie came out, and um, I guess my brother, who's a couple years older, really wanted to see it, and so my parents took me into the theater along with my brother and apparently I started crying at the very first scene with uh, the guy getting pulled into the raptor pen. Um, so I was always way more scared of the raptors than I was of uh, of Rexy. Um, and my mom had to take me out of the theater right then and uh, just kind of sit with me while my dad and my brother watched the rest of it. Um, but I, having watched um, Jurassic Park for the first time I would say as maybe a really full adult, I did notice it's something that you would mention about um, Ellie and Dr. Grant, uh, Dr. Sadler and Dr. Grant. Um, 
I totally, like, as a kid, did not get that there was supposed to be any kind of romantic connection between the two of them. I thought they were just kind of friends and colleagues. And, like, right at the beginning, one of the things is, like, oh, no, they actually are a couple. They're walking back towards uh, the trailer at some point, and Dr. Grant just kind of throws his arm around Dr. Sadler, and Sam uh, lands very far south. It's like, oh, 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 you guys actually are a couple. Um but I thought that was something kind of done really nice and subtly that, like, yeah, an adult would pick up on it, but it wasn't a major part of anyone's character. It wasn't a major part of the plot in any way. Um, and the other thing I definitely noticed, uh, Dr. Doctor Grant is definitely kind of a, kind of an ass. I mean, like, in a good way. But, like, even once he's kind of started bonding with the kids, he still says some pretty kind of, like, um, uh, not mean, but mm, I say, I mean, like, um, scaring the kids by grabbing the fence and making them think that he was being electrocuted after they'd been through, like, that horrible night with the T-Rex and everything, and then, um, calling Tim, um, Tim the Human Toast after he, uh, had his heart stopped. See Jurassic Right, the mini-sode edition. Happy Jurassic June. Um, uh, this is your host, Stephen Ramores, of course. I, I'd love it if I just had somebody else host. You know what? I'm going to have Chris Vermonte host from now on. Um, no, that would be lovely. But um, yeah, it's Jurassic June. Um, it's been an exciting frickin' month. Um, uh, yeah, the whole, the schedule, everything, it's all... It's all bananas it's all raptors and bananas um (laughs) um but i wanted to share today um obviously um in episode 13 which was kind of the pre-fallen kingdom episode we had perry nemeroff from collider and ash blodgett um from let's rewatch and she's an amazing filmmaker and pardon me I'm, i'm i'm starting to get sick i think so let's bear with me but um, also had um, Clayton Fioriti and Brad Jost and um, and Tom Fishenden and a bunch of other voicemails from all you amazing listeners and um, yeah so but today for this minisode um, I wanted to read a bunch of um, emails because again when you um, for the questions at the end of the month for the main episodes I always um, you know you can um, leave. Uh, a voicemail or a um or an email so um, i'm gonna read a bunch of those today as well as um catch up with some news before i mean this is the last mini set before fallen kingdom comes out um here in the u.s so um and other non-uk countries um uh so yeah so i just wanted to read some more uh kind of um what everyone's looking forward to for Fallen Kingdom, as well as just other Jurassic origin stories from some of you. Um, so I'm excited to read those. Um, well, I've already read them, but you know, read them out loud. So, um, and also I wanted to share at the end, I wanted to share some more cut bits from my interview with Perry Nemiroff. Um, there's a lot of great stuff. Um, you're definitely going to be hearing from Perry and Ash, uh, more, 
um, in the coming couple episodes as well, um, especially um, post Fallen Kingdom, so um, which is really exciting. So we talked about um, some you know future the Jurassic franchise stuff, but um, first I wanted to get some housekeeping out of the way. Or no, wait. Um, before housekeeping, I wanted to respond to that voicemail. Um, I didn't catch the person's name because it cut off, but it was a very sweet voicemail. Um, and mentioning that I did, um, for Jurassic Park's 25th anniversary, the actual day. It's kind of funny because it almost was like, oh, today's the actual anniversary because the May event, obviously, at Universal was a celebration, um, which is the last time we all caught up, um, was right after that. And, um, but it was actually nice to sit and watch the movie you know, really just to sit and watch the movie and kind of, I don't know. I mean, it was cool to see it in the theaters, obviously at the universal event, but I feel like, you know, post seeing the opening of fallen kingdom and then, you know, just the, the, the hype of the day, uh, you know, you're just sort of experiencing it. Whereas when I was watching it on the plane back from London, it was very like, Oh wow, here's the movie kind of thing. I don't know. It's different. It's different. You know, um, the conditions of watching a movie sometimes affect how you watch it. And so it was nice to kind of just like, you know, headphones on sit and focus kind of thing. But, um, the voicemail up top was very lovely. And I, I do think that's interesting about being scared of the Raptors versus Rexy. And, you know, I think that was always my thought as a kid was like, which one was scarier, you know? And I think I was always more scared of the Raptors because, um, they can fit into smaller spaces and I really like, um, the caller's observation about Ellen and Ellie where like, yeah, Alan basically puts his hand on Ellie's ass and you're like, Whoa, you know, um, to me, I think as a kid, it was a blinkery miss moment, but also, yeah, as a kid, I feel like it didn't really occur to me until I was a little bit older that they were even together, you know, because it is pretty subtle in the, I mean, it's subtle as far as, you know, an action adventure sci-fi film go, but, um, you know, compared to other, um, you know, other movies and even other Jurassic movies, the, the romance is pretty low key, all things considered, but it makes sense for their personalities. You know, uh, I think Alan Grant isn't a big PDA person, so it makes sense. And yeah, but anyway, I thought that was great, but, um, yeah, I wanted to get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, obviously I wanted to thank my Patreon subscribers who've been so amazing, um, and wonderful. And I wanted to thank a couple of new ones. Um, Jody Taylor, Roxanne, Inthia, I believe, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, uh, Marissa, Jessica Sawyer, um, Crystal, um, as well as um, uh, Violet. So thank you all for becoming Patreon subscribers. I recently just put up a, um, I mentioned it in the Jurassic Park 25th one, but basically like a good, the bad and the interesting review of Jurassic world. So I kind of went through the movie and like took a lot of notes and stuff and kind of analyzed my thoughts and it was really fun. So if you want to listen to that, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash see Jurassic, right? So, um, yeah, it's been fun doing the Patreon and I really like making all that extra stuff. Um, so I appreciate everyone's, uh, support. So go check that out. Um, also, um, in LA, if you're here on Friday, the 22nd, um, as I mentioned, I'm doing a little fun live see Jurassic right slash trivia night at idle hour in North Hollywood. It's a great little bar where, um, uh, uh, Ash Blodgett has thrown events, Chris Bermonte and Omar Najam have thrown events. Um, so it's a really fun space. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun 
uh, it's going to be a really fun night. Um, I'm super excited about it. Again, there's going to be trivia, photo booth, uh, drink specials. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's going to be casual. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's just a place for all of us to hang out. And so um, if people are worried about um, spoilers for Fallen Kingdom, if you haven't, you know, if you're not going to see it by the time that event comes up, don't worry. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything. It's more about a celebration of Jurassic Park and, and just that kind of thing. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there. Um, and yeah, I'll have the details in the notes or you can just go onto the social at um, see Jurassic right on Instagram and SGRPod on Twitter. So I'm super excited for that. So next I wanted to talk about a contest I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a giveaway in conjunction with um, uh, a wonderful person from Universal um, reached out. Um, there's going to be these... Um, Fallen Kingdom events all over the um, all over the U.S. at Walmart's, um, where basically you can do kind of activities like there's a dinosaur learning center, Jurassic World Alive experience, gyrosphere racing, T-Rex meet and greet. It's just going to be like another really fun thing to celebrate um, to celebrate uh, the release of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And so um, they basically wanted they asked me if I wanted to do a giveaway. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do that. It'd be fun. Um, I'm going to post a whole detail on the social. Not all the details are worked out. Basically, if you just go to see Jurassic right, um, on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see the details for it, but we're going to give away, um, some Walmart exclusive prizes. I'm not sure what those are yet, but I'm sure it's going to be good. And so, um, really all you have to do is just tell me which dinosaur you're most excited to see in Fallen Kingdom. Um, and I'll pick, um, a winner or two. Um, but again, stay tuned to the socials for the details of everything like that, but it's going to be cool. Um, and yeah, um, I'll put a link to these Jurassic world fan events, but there's basically going to be one in Burbank. Um, and there's going to be, and there's a bunch like all over the place. So, um, I'll put all the details in the notes for that. But again, it's like, uh, and I'll get into it a little bit. Um, just talking about my experience over the last couple of weeks, but there's so many events and things, amazing things happening. Um, for the release of Fallen Kingdom and in celebration of JP25. So, you know, it's Jurassic June. So there's been something like every day almost, which is um, amazing and overwhelming at the same time. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, stay tuned to look for that contest details, um, as well as I wanted to mention um, really great, um, uh, you know, Twitter um, is Jurassic Informer, JP underscore Informer. They're also doing a giveaway for Jurassic June to win a Colossal T-Rex. So, um, I'll put a link to that. So you guys should enter that and win it, um, which would be cool. Um, also, um, your boy Jurassic, um, Nick Robert, um, did an amazing symposium in Cardiff, Wales, I believe. And, um, I'm really excited to hear the details of his trip. I want to share that, um, if he wants to share it. Um, but basically, yeah, it was, um, at the school of journalism, media and culture at Cardiff university. And they have like a little survey that they're going to do sort of titled remembering the Jurassic franchise. So, um, I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes and on social and stuff. Cause you guys should definitely fill it out. Um, I have checked marked consent. And so it just, it's basically like a little research thing and it's cool. And I'm such a fan of these kind of like surveys and stuff. So everyone should go fill that out. Um, also happening if you're in LA, um, Jurassic Peak, which I interviewed um, uh, Blanche Bourgeois, Veronica Voss, and Georgia O'Keefe um, in the fandom episode um, back in January. Um, they're part of the Hollywood Jane, or they you know started the Hollywood Jane Review. Um, and Jurassic Peak is the Jurassic Park burlesque show. So 
Um, if you're in LA, you definitely need to check it out. Um, it's on June 19th, which is, I believe, uh, the Tuesday before Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom comes out. So it's a super fun night. Um, I'm excited they're doing it again because it's such a great show. So um, I'll put a link to that in the notes as well. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. So, um, but it's super exciting. And yeah, ever since, um, again, if you've been following on social, you know that it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, I've seen Fallen Kingdom now three times. So, um, which, you know, spared no expense, I guess, but, um, and you know, some of the stuff I'm going to go more in depth, especially some of the stuff I've recorded, uh, while I was in London, um, and getting to see Fallen Kingdom early, um, with, um, a comedian performer, Michelle Oddish. We went and saw the movie, went, we got invited to a press screening at the last minute. So, um, yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been wild. I should say it's been wild. It's been bananas. Um, but yeah, it's been a really good time. It's been, like I was saying, you know, briefly before it's, there's so much stuff happening every day. And so, you know, frankly, it's been hard to keep up with everything, but I'm so glad everybody like in the Facebook group and on social has been sharing all the different things they've been going to. Um, you know, there was, I mean, a couple things like I've missed, like I missed out on seeing Rexy at the Grove. I mean, I got to see Rexy at King's Cross in London. So that was really cool. But, um, and also there was the fan event, uh, yesterday or two days ago as of this recording at their premiere, which I unfortunately didn't get to go to, but hopefully for Jurassic World three, I'm, I'm really hoping that'll happen for then. Um, but yeah, there was the fan event, um, at the Walt Disney concert hall the other day, which seemed really cool. And Jeff Goldblum got a star on the walk of fame yesterday or the day before or something. Um, and yeah, there's so much, there's so much stuff and, um, but yeah, I'm super excited because again, this is going to come out, um, Friday, the week before Fallen Kingdom comes out and that week is going to be action packed with all kinds of stuff. So I'm super excited for that. Um, you know, uh, seeing the movie on Thursday with a bunch of folks and then the event at idle hour and um, there's going to be a couple other fun things I'm going to do. So I'll, um, you'll see when those are happening. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just so cool. And, um, if you listen to my favorite murder, which I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast listens to my favorite murder, I get a chance to talk about my London experience a little bit on the latest episode, uh, 125. Um, and that was really funny. So, um, if you want to hear, um, that you should go, I mean, again, you've probably already listened to that episode already. So, um, but yeah, um, also I, uh, I'll mention that I was interviewed on, um, discoverpods.com, which is like a, like a great, I mean, there's not that many podcast websites where they're actually reviewing podcasts and talking to podcasters. So, um, so I really appreciated, um, being interviewed by, uh, by Kevin over there. So, um, yeah, discover pods, check it out. They're great. And, um, yeah, just did a little interview about this podcast. So, um, yeah, check it out. I'll put a link to it. Um, what else has been going on? Obviously there's rumors that they're gonna, you know, cause you know, they're gonna, close the Jurassic Park ride in September here out in Hollywood, um, here in Los Angeles. And, um, uh, but now there's rumors that they're going to update the one in Orlando as well. So, um, yeah, so it should be interesting. Um, again, it's all just rumors and stuff, but I'll update you when I know more. Um, uh, 
Jeff Goldblum's releasing an album of new music, which should be interesting. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to check out the Jurassic World Alive app, the sort of Pokemon Go style app, um, but I, I think I'm going to crack it open probably today. I just haven't had a chance to like sit down and sit down, sit down um, <laughs> since uh, since because uh, it came out when I went to London and I didn't have like you know, the best kind of internet to do, to do that when I was over in London on my phone. But, um, let's see what else has been interesting. Um, there's a Jurassic Park loot crate. Well, it's not just Jurassic Park, but it's a lot more Jurassic Park themed than the previous ones that they've done. Um, so hopefully I'll get to check that out. Um, let's see what else has been going on. I mean, you know, it's just been interesting following, um, this release of Fallen Kingdom because I think the common, knowledge now is that Fallen Kingdom was released earlier in the UK uh, because of the World Cup, which is coming up. So it's just been funny because it's like the premiere was in Spain, like at the end of May. And then it came out in London in, um, uh, what was it, on uh, the 6th, 7th, uh, 8th. And then, yeah, it comes out. And then this week they've been doing all these fan events and showing early screenings. And then it finally comes out next week. So it's interesting to see how... um, you know, it's been interesting to follow the reception of the film and also box office and all that stuff. Um, I haven't been reading too many reviews just because I, th- I think I'm somebody who likes to read reviews to get me excited for a movie or to um, to sort of dive deeper into the movie. And so if I'm reading reviews that aren't, you know, that aren't necessarily doing those two things, I don't necessarily read them because or I'm not really interested in reading them. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, because yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, you know, but you know, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to what you, uh, how you approach reviews. Have you been reading the reviews for Fallen Kingdom or are you, um, kind of staying clean? So, I mean, speaking of which I did a Raptor reactions where I did do a sort of non-spoiler review after seeing the movie twice. Um, um, when I saw the press screening and then after I saw it with Katie Snooks in London. Um, so I kept that pretty like vague and spoiler free and stuff, more of kind of my feelings about it. So if you want to check that out, um, go back and listen to that. Um, but, um, I mean, so far box office wise, it seems like Fallen Kingdom's doing really well. Um, I think it's like already made over. 150 overseas and then China it's actually tracking to do really well which is really important these days um, as far as box office goes because China is really kind of you know um, 
um, you know, setting the bar, I guess, in terms of, of that, you know, and as uh, you know, global box office matters, um, now, you know, now I think in a greater sense than it maybe did if, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, if, if that's something you guys are interested in, you know, I'm not really too interested in numbers, you know, the thing about Jurassic world was that it opened way above expectations, you know, over 200 million when it was only estimated to be like half that. So, um, but obviously fallen kingdom is a lot more hyped and sort of better reviewed than Jurassic world. I think so far out of the gate, I think the hype is bigger. So it'd be curious to, um, I'm curious to see if it'll beat the Jurassic world box office or if like force awakens, like Jurassic world is just going to do better because it was the first thing back after a long time. So, um, we'll see. We only have a week to go. Um, there's going to be a new Jurassic world VR experience heading to June to June, heading to Dave and Buster's. Um, I think, yeah, excuse me. I think yesterday. Um, so that is cool. Um, again, I'm excited to check out Jurassic world alive. Um, yeah, I mean, again, um, I think the, the theme of this mini soda is, whoa, you know, or wow. Um, just throw an own whistle and wow in there. Um, also I have at my, um, feet, I have a few, hopefully you can hear this or you can hear me. Um, let's see. You know, I've been getting a few of the Jurassic World tie-in or Fallen Kingdom tie-in materials, like a poster book, which is really cool. And um, Katie Snooks got me, um, I guess when you go to Rexy, you can do um, some stuff to win prizes. I was running late um, uh, to our hangout because uh, it was the first day I got in London. But Katie got me a little baby blue Lego and also a Panini sticker album thing, which is cool. Um, shout out to Maddie and her stickers. Um also, I got the Jurassic World Survival Guide, which is really cool. Um, I believe it was based off of, you know, it might not have been based off of, I, th I thought there was an earlier handbook from Jurassic World, but this one is really cute. It just has like a little dino guide and a little like guide on all the characters of Fallen Kingdom, um, you know, in, in a non-spoilery kind of way and a little history of the Jurassic franchise. Um, and then as well as the employee handbook, which I love because it just like employee benefits and it, you know, it's very, um, <coughs> excuse me. It's very, um, you know, Michael Crichton's verisimilitude, um, you know, it's just making it realistic. So, um, the employee handbook's pretty cool. And I was going to say the thing with the, the time material for Jurassic world is it is it definitely doesn't have the tight ship that some of the star Wars stuff has. So, um, you know, uh, if you, you know, a lot of the Jurassic, like, what was I going to say? Um, you know, if you follow like Chris Pugh or a C Sandu, um, or, you know, Tom, uh, Tom Fishenden on Twitter, you know, they've been really good about kind of diving into some of this stuff and really kind of pointing out the inconsistencies, you know? And so I think that's really good to keep in mind that things like the employee handbook and survival guide are, really fun but they're ultimately like kids books so there is going to be those kind of in inconsistencies and in histories and stuff and you know just kind of little errors here or there so um you know just keep that in mind you know because i think the jurassic canon is a lot more fluid than maybe other franchises so um yeah but uh as a car goes by my apartment um but in the mail last night i got uh a copy of Jurassic World, the evolution of Claire by Tess Sharp. So this is the, you know, I, I specifically mentioned this separate from those because this is a novel, you know, this is like a 200 page novel about 
Claire as an intern at Jurassic World um, when she's in her early 20s, um, which is so exciting to me because I feel like no books are set um, when people are in college and like that kind of like, I'm going to do an internship. And I don't know, I feel like Jurassic World's the only franchise that can have that kind of opportunity because it's related to science. And so, you know, I think adventures happen when you're a kid. And I love that this is kind of a more, I don't know, it's that Taylor Swift thing where it's like, um, you know, 22 is like kind of the new adolescence or whatever, you know, what, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm excited to read, uh, yeah, I'm excited to read Tessa's novel, um, and learn more about Claire, you know, one of my favorite characters in the Jurassic franchise. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited to read it and let you know what, um, I think, um, but I'm really excited because I think if this does well, I think that means more, tie-in novels like this for the Jurassic franchise. I mean, I could see them happening for Muldoon, for Wu. I could see it being like, I would love, um, I think I would love like a Lowry and uh, Vivian kind of like uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, like day in the life at Jurassic World where it's like the two of them just, you know, are, are, are having bumbling adventures and trying not to get in trouble with Claire, you know, or something like that, or, you know, go back to the original, you know, franchise, maybe do like a Kelly, uh, novel, like kind of about her perspective or something like, you know, you could do stuff like that. You could, there's so many opportunities here. So, and you know, I think Jurassic fans, I think we're hungry for that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to read the evolution of Claire. Um, and yeah, hopefully if it does well, we'll get more of these. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard says on the, on the back cover, she says, this book sends young Claire Deering on an adventure that challenges her in new and unexpected ways. I love this story so much. So that's awesome. That Bryce, that B, that, um, BDH, um, is like supporting, I don't know. I, I feel very lucky to have Bryce Dallas Howard as part of this franchise. I feel like she's been so supportive. I feel like overall we've had so many great actors be supportive of this franchise about, and being part of it. Um, yeah. So that's just a little thing on that, but so yeah, let me know if you're getting any of the time material, if you have any of these books or any of these things like that, or getting the Legos or getting the toys. Um, I'm curious to hear what other people are doing. So, um, but shall we move on to some voicemails, not voicemails, emails? Um, let's see. I have like 20 tabs open right now. Um, let's see. Oh, there we go. Twitter, Google voicemail, Twitter, uh, the survey thing um okay boop beep boop bop you know um oh so i wanted to start with uh two emails that are follow-ups from the phone calls so um i have a couple emails from brenna um so let's so her first email is the roar of the t-rex makes me cry she says, hey, Stephen, I'm not too deep into Sea Jurassic right yet, so I'm not sure if you're still receiving emails. I am. But I just wanted to tell you I'm so, so grateful you've created this podcast. I love that you love Jurassic Park so deeply and have created this space for people to come together to share in that love. It's really beautiful and exciting. Everything I've heard so far has made me smile and laugh and cry, and you've really renewed and refreshed my love for Jurassic Park. Also, the fan fiction episodes are pure gold. Um, I think you may have been a child genius, question mark. I love your story so much. Well, thank you, Brenna, for that. And... Uh, yeah, go back and check out the fan fiction episodes if you haven't. Those I, mi I miss doing those, but um, I think I have some ideas of how to uh, bring that that segment back to life in a way. So stay tuned. Um, I love dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. 
Uh, for as long as I have memories of my life, I was only two and a half when it was released, so I didn't get to see it in the theater and actually cannot recall my first experience seeing the movie, which makes me sad because it's been so cool to hear about so many people's memories of the first time they saw it. And I wish I had, but at the same time, I cannot look back and remember a time before Jurassic Park. It just feels like it's always been part of me, and I love that. Um, I mean, me too, in that sense. I mean, I guess I do remember a time before Jurassic Park, but mm, but do I? Um, I've seen all the other films in theaters and have a different appreciation and love for each, but the original holds my heart, and Jurassic Park seems to infiltrate my life in so many small ways that I barely even notice because it is just, as I said before, part of me. My family's favorite game to play when my brother and I were children was Velociraptor, where someone would be the Velociraptor and hide in the dark somewhere in the back rooms of our house, and the rest of us would be Jurassic Park characters and would go on an expedition down the hallway to find the Velociraptor. If they jumped out and got us before we turned on the light, we were dead. Ooh, that sounds really fun. <laughs> what if we all do that at idle hour on, on the 22nd? Um, it was terrifying and so much fun, and we played it more than any other board game or video game. Um, I will find myself having the theme song when I'm bored, lonely or cooking or cleaning. Um, it's my go-to tune if I ever need, uh, if I ever need it. Um, the song evokes some kind of magical feeling in me, and I can't really articulate, and has brought me to tears more often than not. I am also the same, Brenna. Um, uh, my favorite sound in the world is the roar of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. When I saw Jurassic World in theaters, I hadn't seen the other three movies in quite some time, but the first time a theme song played in Jurassic World, I started crying and waited with such high anticipation throughout the movie for the T-Rex to make her appearance. I was really enjoying the film, but I was also distracted by my anticipation the whole time. Uh, and because she was my favorite dinosaur and I just wanted her back. So when Claire finally goes to the paddock and she has the flare and the gate starts rising, I lost it. I knew it was my beloved T-Rex and I cried so hard and so loud that I was probably ruining the scene for everyone around me. <laughs> but I didn't care. It was beautiful. I recently rewatched all the films to prepare myself for Fallen Kingdom and will probably watch them all again a few times before it's actually released. But now that I'm a grown adult and have such deep and fond memories of the movies, I cannot get through them without crying. Um... I could also not get through the first episode of the podcast without crying. Um, that's very sweet. So again, thank you so much for all you've created, for loving Jurassic Park so much and sharing it with us. Um, it is something I never knew I needed, but it has drawn me deeper and closer to one of the greatest loves of my life, Jurassic Park. Um, well, thank you so much, Benner, for your really sweet email. And um, I think you're going to be excited for Fallen Kingdom because it's a very, it's a much more emotional um, Jurassic Park movie um, than I anticipated. And, and I think that's what makes it great. So just a little teaser for that. And um, so I just wanted to read Brenna's other voicemail uh, or email um, as a follow-up from her voicemail. Um, so uh, let me read that. And also Buster is going to be playing with a banana, speaking of bananas. So if you hear him, don't mind him. So um, Brenna answers to answer your first question I'm most excited for in Fallen Kingdom. I would have to say that absolutely the number one thing is to see Rexy again. She is my very my very favorite thing in the Jurassic franchise. Um, she says, I remember the first time I watched Jurassic Park when she breaks free from her enclosure in the rain and lets out the first roar of the film. Instead of being filled with terror and dread, like most children probably were, I was filled with so much um, excitement and joy. And to this day, the sound of the roar is one of my favorite things in the world and brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. I'm really excited to see what kind of role she'll play in Fallen Kingdom and actually a little nervous she might die, honestly. I don't think I would handle that very well. But knowing that one of the main parts of the movie is them going back to try and save the dinosaurs from the island being destroyed, I think it is a valid concern that they might lose some of the dinosaurs. I just really hope Rexy is not one of the casualties. 
excuse me, I'm also really excited that Claire and Owen are going back on the rescue mission. I feel very proud and thankful they're going to try and save the dinosaurs because that is what I would want to do if I were in that situation. I am just intrigued and interested to see how the film is going to turn out because I have no ex- because I had no expectations for Jurassic World, but somehow it still wasn't what I expected, which I guess is a good segue to say into the next question of whether or not I'm excited for the release of Fallen Kingdom than I was for Jurassic World. And I have to say, I'm definitely excited this time around. One of the main reasons I think um, I'm more excited for Fallen Kingdom is honestly because of this podcast. It's been so great to hear you talk about everything Jurassic and hear everyone's stories about how the films have impacted their lives. It's really nice to not feel alone in my deep love for Jurassic Park and for dinosaurs. And it has also really made it feel like the franchise is a living thing. If that makes sense. Uh, no, I agree. Um, you know, it, you know, it's just nice to love something and to share it with people. So I, I totally get it. Uh, Brenna, um, so being part of a community that is obsessed with the films and still makes them part of their lives and loves talking about them is so different than if just watching the trailers and movies and waiting to come out all by myself. Yeah. Um, when I was waiting for Jurassic World to come out, I was very excited, but I don't remember really talking about it with anyone or even watching a trailer for it. Wow. Um, I think I just wanted to have absolutely no expectations going to the theater and just witness it all for the first time in the big screen. And since that has been so long since Jurassic film has been released, I was excited in the sense that this thing from my childhood is being brought back to life, but not the way I am for Fallen Kingdom since listening to see Jurassic right and watching all the trailers and really trying to pump myself up. I don't really have anyone here who cares about Jurassic Park like I do. So honestly, I just want to see Fallen Kingdom by myself. That way I can really take it all in and relish in the nostalgia that each new film brings me without worrying that the person next to me isn't enjoying it or thinking it as cool as exciting as I do. I totally get that. And I, I, I mean, uh, I'm very glad I've seen Fallen Kingdom with people who really like it um you know i ended up seeing it a third time with um with tom fishenden and clayton fiori so that was really fun but i'm also gonna excited to see it by myself at some point too so totally get it brenna um oh and then she says and now on an unrelated note when you mentioned in the last mini so that they're shutting down jurassic park the ride and turning it into jurassic world i had to pull over my fedex van and cry on the side of the road all I've ever wanted to do is ride the ride. And since I was a little girl, my family never went on vacation and I just never had the opportunity to make my way to Universal Studios yet. I was just in California two weeks ago, but it was a friend's family. We didn't have extra time for anything. and It was a very short and super busy trip and we didn't get to go to Universal Studios like I really hoped we would. And now I feel so heartbroken and sad that I'll never get to ride the original. I'm su- super thankful they're just revamping it and not getting rid of it completely, but I still feel like I'm missing out on something really great. Anyway, thank you for all that you do, Stephen. You're so great to listen to in your stories about Jurassic Park, especially fan fiction, bring me so much joy. I'm so grateful we've created this podcast and brought together such a great group of people to share in our love for dinosaurs. Stay sexy and save Rexy. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that Brenna so much. And yeah, I know it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, there's still time, you know, but I'm also, th- I'm also glad that like, you know, they're not getting rid of the ride for like another Transformers ride or something. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and go again, um, you know, before it closes. So maybe I'll do something for the, the last ride, you know, or something, which makes me sad just thinking about, but, um, yeah, thank you, Brenna. Thank you, Brenna, for your emails and your voicemail that was in the episode and everything. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, and then I wanted to read a, uh, email from Roxanne who also had a voicemail in the episode um, to finish up her voicemail. She just, she wanted to let us know that when I was a senior in high school, I came to Orlando to march in some parades at the theme parks, including universal after we were able to ride the rides in the park. Um, I rode Jurassic park 11 times. Hell yeah. That's awesome. 
And as someone with an awkward name that not a lot of people have, I can never find my name on keychains. And there it was in the gift shop, a Roxanne Jurassic Park keychain. I immediately bought it. I wish I'd bought a few and my name eventually wore off and all the paint did as well. I still look for it every time I go to Universal, but haven't had any luck. And one final story, she says, my fiance knows my love of Jurassic Park and dinosaurs. He brought me, a, he bought me a dino Kigurumi. We used it to create the scenes on Vine, RIP Vine. Um, if I ever find them on my computer, I'll send them your way and took me to see the 20th anniversary. Most recently, my fiance and I were watching Jurassic Park again, ninth hundred time. Who's counting anymore? Uh, he left the room during one of my favorite scenes, Alan and Ellie seeing the dinosaurs for the first time. And I was so engrossed in the movie that I didn't notice him discreetly recording me. He does this from time to time because he enjoys looking back on my emotional roller coaster of reactions. He said he was recording me because he couldn't believe that after all these viewings, I still start to cry when I see the dinos for the first time. It's seriously emotional. No, I get it. It, it still affects me in that way. Definitely. Um, I've sent you photos on Instagram for our Muldoon and dinosaur costumes, which are amazing. And she is apparently having a dinosaur wedding, which is super exciting. Um, Jurassic wishes and dino dreams, Roxanne. Um, thank you, Roxanne. And yeah, thank you again for sharing your voicemail. And yeah, oh my God. Um, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for the Roxanne um, next time I go to Universal on the keychain. So the next email is from Carly. Um, she's writing because I wanted to tell you that I, about what I'm most excited for Fallen Kingdom. But first I wanted to see that I... I wanted to say that I absolutely love the pod. Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time, and dinosaurs are my favorite things of all time. Me too. Uh, I get so excited when I find a fellow adult, Lowell, who's interested and passionate about them as well. I was super lucky to get to take a class in my undergrad called Age of Dinosaurs, and it was as incredible as it sounds. It really enabled me to take my childhood dino passion and go more in depth. Most of my thing friends think I'm a total weirdo, so thank you for creating something that makes me feel like I'm not. My dad's favorite author is Michael Crichton, and Jurassic Park is one of my mom's favorite movies. Her all-time favorite is Jaws, which would explain my obsession with sharks, and they showed me Jurassic Park probably at too early an age. I can remember being terrified when Martin Ferrero, get, uh, Gennaro, gets eaten off the toilet and having nightmares, but I quickly got over him when my dad let me play the Jurassic Park computer game. I could have played it forever. I love this franchise because it is something that has always reminded me of my family and something that I can share with my parents and brother. He didn't love it as much as me, but that's acceptable just acceptable. The movie and specifically Ellie really instilled a love for science in me and Ellie showed me that women can be anything and she's truly the first glimpse into feminism. She's a badass and Laura Dern is a queen. Uh, she made me want to pursue science as a career and ideally I would have pursued a degree in dinosaur care but since that's not a thing um, you know paleo veterinarian as paleo uh, veterinary care or a paleo vet biologist anyway Danielle Panita is who plays Zia in Fallen Kingdom is like a paleo vet, which is awesome. Um, um, but yeah, since dinosaur care is not a thing, I studied animal sciences and I've worked with a variety of exotic animals in zoo zoological facilities. I've always had a passion for animals and animal sciences and the natural sciences, and I think I owe a lot of that to Jurassic Park. But back to the original reason for this email. Um, one of the things I love the most about any of the Jurassic movies is seeing the dinosaurs come to life. I know there's some factual inaccuracies, but it's still incredible seeing these animals that I studied the bones for in class come to life before my very eyes. It truly feels so surreal and I don't want to look away. Also, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't mostly excited about Jeff Goldblum. He is a fox and who wouldn't be excited about him? I watched Jurassic Park last night and man, that man just gets hair. Incredible. He is the reason I wanted to see Thor Ragnarok. I know he's just a cameo in it, but let me live. 
Anyway, if you've made it this far, I want to thank you again for creating this podcast and also for your Ellie costume at the 25th anniversary. That was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I was so bummed I couldn't go to that, especially when I saw Laura Dern was there, but I'm currently in grad school in Oregon and skipping class to go to Universal Studios didn't seem like a good idea. I'm also pretty bummed they're closing down the Jurassic Park ride. I'm sure the new ride will be cool, but that ride is such a classic. One last thing. I'm not sure if you've listened to this pod. I'm sure you have, but there's really informative... um, but there's really informative pod about dinosaurs called I Know Dino, and they're not kidding when the, with the title that they truly know dinos. I recommend it if you're looking to learn more about dinosaur species. I also understand if you don't want to use any of this. Well, no, I definitely want to use all of this because this is a great email, Carly, um, and she just wants to share uh, her excitement with us. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carly. This is a great email, and I need to check out I Know Dino, so thanks for the recommend. Um the next emails from, uh, and again, pardon me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, um, and let me know if I'm pronouncing it wrong and how I can pronounce it correctly. Um, Inthia, um, she says, hi, Stephen. I'm mostly looking forward to seeing more dinosaurs on screen, pretty much a given, but exciting nonetheless. And my new favorite Mosasaur, uh, wreak havoc. Most importantly, I'm excited for the return of Dr. Malcolm to the franchise, hoping it leads to more characters from the original Jurassic Park being brought back to the series. I hope so too. Um, thank you for this wonderful podcast. It truly uh, is a bright light in my world. Anitha, um, Inthia, uh, shit, Inthia. Um, uh, thank you so much. I, yeah, again, let me know if I'm pronouncing your name wrong or right. Um, but yeah, oh, the Mosasaur, so cool. It's funny. It's like, I feel like when I first started, you know, liking Jurassic Park, I feel like I was maybe a dinosaur purist, like, marine reptiles flying reptiles bullshit and it's like now that i've seen how they've been used in the franchise i love them and i love because i think if you really are bringing back creatures from the past i don't think you would just bring back i feel like i was discussing this with somebody somewhere at some point (laughs) um but you know at a zoo you would you don't just have lions and tigers and bears you have you know deer and lizards and random birds and i mean even the san diego zoo has a raccoon so i think you would have all the different types of animals um and so i would love to see more extinct animals like that you know or more extinct non-dinosaurs um i think that would be really cool so the next email is from chelsea she says hi steven i grew up in a small town in northern kentucky Uh, i was the only girl in my neighborhood so i was always hanging with the boys my fondest memories were of my childhood best friend and i where we'd search for dinosaur bones on a hill in the backyard I was in love with We're Back and Land Before Time. I was only two when Jurassic Park came out, so I didn't get the theater experience, but I was originally terrified of it, so it took a while for, for to finally get the courage to watch it. Jurassic World was the first chance I got to see any of the movies in theaters, um, and that was when I fell back in love with dinosaurs and the movies themselves. I periodically have my Jurassic movie marathons, which is my kind of self-care. Girl, same. Um, so for the questions, I had a hard time picking what I was looking forward to the most. Honestly, I was just looking forward to seeing it on the big screen. Also, the volcano element ha- has been pretty exciting as well. I was a volcano nerd as a kid. Um, for me, the hype and excitement is more with this film. I have more investment with these characters. I also think the 25th anniversary has gotten really gotten the hype up. Um, thanks for reading, and I can't see what's in store for Jurassic June. Chelsea, and she has a little dinosaur emoji at the end, the T-Rex one. Um, thanks, Chelsea. And yeah, I think the movie coming out, you know, Fallen Kingdom coming out and the 25th anniversary. I mean, you know, this has been such a big month. Um, and, oh yeah. And for people who have been following along on Instagram and Twitter, I've been posting um, my favorite Jurassic Park trading cards, um, every day. Um, yeah, it's been such a, 
a busy month and such an exciting month. And yeah, it's, I wish it could be like this every month, to be honest. Um, although I don't know if I'd get any other work done, but that's fine. Uh, so in um, this email is from Ashley. So she says, in rural Indiana in June of 1993, my parents packed up the bed of our pickup truck with sleeping bags, pillows, and plenty of snacks to meet up with a couple of family family friends at the drive-in movie theater. As a six-year-old, it was one of my favorite summertime activities at the drive-in. The first movie starts at sundown and usually a general audience, and it's usually a general audience film or family flick. As soon as the end credits, the, as soon as the credits end, though, anything goes for the second film. Ooh. Um, generally, I fell asleep before the kid movie even ended, but this time I didn't. I laid down in my sleeping bag in, in the bed of the truck, but snuck up to see what my parents were watching when they weren't looking. I was hooked from the opening scene of a terrifying yet intriguing hidden dinosaur, shocked, traumatized, or interested. I'm not sure how I really felt um, as I stayed awake, but hidden watching Jurassic Park for the first time. Ooh, uh, my parents have always been very conservative about films. We were allowed to watch as kids. We were sheltered. A fact that I am not even that mad about as a parent now. Hmm. That's, that's an interesting, um, uh, um, perspective. Um, uh, Jurassic Park was a whole new experience for me and I think I loved it. My mom bought the movie for my dad on VHS when it came out. My brother and I continuously snuck it down to our basement to rewatch it during our afternoon cartoon time. We were both determined not to be afraid of it and as youths, we decided exposure experience would be the best to face our fears. Wow. Um, when Lost World came out, we fessed up to binging on dinosaurs and my dad took, it, took us to see it at the theater. Well, that's good. I'm glad he was supportive. Um, when I was 12, I borrowed the Jurassic Park and Lost World books from the library. If you haven't read them yet, I highly recommend them. They're both still in my top 10 today. Yes, I read them. I probably read them at too young an age. Um, one feature, I don't know if I remember, I think it was in the Michael Crichton episode. If you want to go back and listen to that with um, uh, with Jared Logan and Say Young Kang, um, I talk about, I think I mentioned in the episode how my dad uh, scratched out the swear words in pen. Uh, because I was still pretty young to read The Lost World. So um, my parents went on to have several more kids. There are six of us in total. Wow. And we have forced our love of Jurassic Park on all of them. Our spouse spouses live with our obsession with no complaints as well. Although we have a f- only, although only a few of us siblings are able to watch Jurassic Park 3 together, we all made a point to buy tr- tickets to Jurassic World. We had matching tour guide t-shirts and posed for pictures together outside the theater. We will do the same in a few weeks for Fallen Kingdom. Oh my God, I love that. Um, last summer, the old drive-in announced that they would be doing a retro night at the theater and show Jurassic Park. It was surreal to be back in the same arena watching a movie that brought so much joy as a kid, teen, and adult. That's so amazing. Um, I've gone as Dr. Grant, Dr. Sattler, Robert Muldoon, and even Mr. Hammond for Halloween and Breakfast Club, a home game day tradition for Purdue University. Most recently in February, my family dressed as the whole crew of Jurassic Park at for a night at the movie's theme trivia night. In your podcast, you've asked, what does Jurassic Park mean to you? It played such a role in my childhood, and even the mention of it brings feelings of nostalgia and happiness. I will always remember the original fear I had when I watched it and how much fun and joy it has led up with my whole family. What I'm looking forward to most in Fallen Kingdom, that same trickle of fear I had the first time I was Jurassic I was I was at Jurassic Park and the memories I have from that time. To be honest, I'm also really looking forward to my favorite Jeff Goldblum making his triumphant return as Ian Malcolm. Uh, I can't wait. Um, and she wanted to share, Oh, I just wanted to share my experience with you and others who enjoy the franchise. Thank you for the podcast. Although I've only recently discovered it, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I also wanted to share a few pictures from the recent past. I'm, I'm the Ellie Grant. Um, Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, 
and my husband is Alan and uh, the rest is my family and a few friends. The picture of us at the theater was taken after a few of us were laughing and joking around. I'm the one falling over in the front. Um, I will share to the group page as well. Um, yeah. And I'm definitely, I definitely want to use one of these photos for the, for the episode post. So um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Ashley. This is amazing. Um, thank you so much for sharing an email. That was really wonderful. So again, thank you so much everyone for your emails. Again, it really means the world to me that we get to celebrate this Jurassic June together. And yeah, I wish every month could be like this. Yeah, I'm so excited to see Fallen Kingdom again. And I'm so excited to hear all of your opinions about what you thought of the movie. Um, yeah, so the new, the episode 14, the kind of big Fallen Kingdom episode is going to come out. Um, I'm actually putting it out July 3rd or the Tuesday after um, to the second Tuesday after the movie comes out. Um, because um, I just want more time for everyone to see it so so we can get really into some spoiler discussion. I think I'm going to do a Raptor Reactions, um, more of a spoiler, like just really deep dive into that. But the main episode as well, I think will be, I, I want everyone to have seen the movie, so I really want, you know, to really get into it. So um, I'm just having those come out, um, you know, not also just as far as like workflow concerns, like if, if, originally had you know when i set these release dates a year ago um i had the episode coming out the tuesday after the movie came out which um you know i just want more time to craft that episode and i think to make it great for you all so um i hope that you don't mind about that um but again i hope you've been enjoying all the extra episodes and stuff this month it's been really fun just to do these little raptor reactions and so check out the the non-spoiler review of fallen kingdom the jp25 kind of breakdown that i did which was really fun um, again, episode 13 with Perry and Ash and everybody was so great, so much fun to do. Um, so yeah, check out all those episodes again, stay tuned for the contest I'm going to do the, the Walmart contest, um, check out, uh, Jurassic peak, um, come to idle hour on the 22nd, um, so much stuff. Um, but I'm going to leave you off with, um, a couple more, um, bits of my interview with, uh, colliders, Perry Nemiroff, um, we talk about um, collectibles and some land before time, uh, pronouncing people's names in Congo, uh, the evolution of her career opportunities and, you know, stuff like that. So um, thanks everyone for listening and I will see you after, uh, after Fallen Kingdom. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I'll see a lot of you very soon. So um, thanks again. Hold on to your butts and, you know, life uh, finds a way. It's like, did you like dinosaurs before? Is it because it's like, or even my question, I think is always, or the, or the more interesting question is like, can you like Jurassic Park without liking dinosaurs or vice versa? I think it's totally possible. It's not like, I don't like dinosaurs. Yeah, I yeah. mean, really, like, who doesn't like, why wouldn't you like dinosaurs? But there was definitely no other interest beyond beyond movies. I mean, before Jurassic Park came out, any dinosaur like toy I had or interest was probably because of the the Land Before Time. Oh yeah. Which before Jurassic Park it was one of my obsessions growing up. I had to have every toy. I watched that movie over and over and over again. So maybe that was kind of my stepping stone to from from cartoon like goofy dinosaurs to purely terrifying 
yeah. real looking T-Rexes. Yeah, I guess. That, yeah, because Land Before Time also was produced by Spielberg. And maybe that was his <laughs> stepping stone to like dinosaurs, too. I always think about the Pizza Hut toys. Like it was like the little hand puppets. And it, they oh, were like plastic these. toys. And if you went to Pizza Hut and you got a kid's meal or something, and I, I was obsessed with collecting them all. If there was ever an opportunity to collect movie things at like a McDonald's or a Pizza Hut, I had to have the entire set. And I remember that specifically with Land Before Time. Oh, that's so funny. I wonder if you can find those on eBay now. I wouldn't be surprised if I found them in my parents' house. Oh. They, they do save a lot of the stuff. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I could find my old Jurassic Park figures, too, because that was the thing that I needed immediately after seeing the movie were all of those old figures. And I, I had the whole set for a long time. Yeah. No, I mean, I personally, because sometimes I'll pull a few out of retirement, like a dinosaur or two, like Dilophosaurus or whatever. But mine were so destroyed that it almost like breaks my heart to go in and see like the command center just like all like Aww. falling apart. And I'm just like, well, it represents a uh, future movie. So it's OK. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I totally predicted Jurassic World <laughs> when the visitor center is all like destroyed or whatever. Um, hey, Dewey. Um, How dare you look at your notes? I'm just like, it's so funny because he's like right on the question. <laughs> Oh, you're so handsome. <gasps> oh, he's so handsome. Um, and I keep using Soul as an example because it's the it's most recent fre- movie. Yeah, it's fresh I, in your mind. I, I saw it twice. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed Alden and Rich's performance because it just was like a in, in a way it was a surprise and surpassed mm-hmm. my expectations. Whereas, like again, Donald Glover was great, but he was to me in my mind it didn't it was as great as I imagined. Yeah, and so there was no surprise. There was no room for me to like like it any more than I already liked it so it's like it was already it already like filled up the tank and i'm like all right i'm already full like i already expected it to be this good so it whereas like alden eldridge was like enrich enrich aaron reich aaron reich is that how you pronounce it oh man i'm so bad for it i've never heard his name said out loud so that's to be fair you. you don't even know how many uh versions of that name i've heard said out loud over the past couple of weeks oh i'm sure just being on the air all the time, you're like, all right, let's look at the pronunciation guide. All right, you have to say it again. Like, so, yeah, sometimes, yeah. It, the, the pronunciation of certain names, it's like, I'll never hear the end of uh, Denis Villeneuve. Oh. Meanwhile, I asked Eric Heiserer, who wrote Arrival, I'm like, how do you say it? And he goes, Denis Villeneuve. So I'm just going to stick to that yeah, from yeah. now on. <laughs> you're like, I have an authority. Uh, yeah, because I was, we did an April Fool's episode for Sea Jurassic Right where I talked about Congo. My friend Megan I and I love t- Congo and and because Congo came right after Jurassic. And I feel like for whatever reason, Jurassic paved the way to Congo. Yes. And, you know, I can watch Congo now and know some of that looks ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous, but I do not care. I love that movie. I have such a soft spot for that movie. <laughs> and that was to me, that was the April Fool's joke was like, uh, I am going to just do a serious episode about Congo. Like, I'm, it's not going to be a joke that it's Congo. Like, the joke is that I'm just doing this genuinely. <laughs> Stop eating my sesame cake. God, I love that movie. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to watch Congo now. It's. I mean, the Blu-ray dis- bonus features are disappointing. It's just interactive menus, but it at least looks good, you know? All right. Um, but it was like when I was doing that episode, I had to pronounce Edouard uh, or I already oh, forgot. I, yeah. I had to pronounce his whole name, and it was just like, I like had a little thing, and then just like, just saying it over and There's over and over again. There's a that I can't repeat unless I'm looking at a piece of paper with it on it. Yeah. Just, and then just being here for the coverage of Fallen King. Like, has anything changed, like, in the way that films are covered, like, since you've, since you've been in, in it? In the oh, thick wow. Of it? Um, I would say yes. 
but I really can only speak to it from a personal perspective because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like any industry that you're growing in, all of a sudden you, you get new opportunities as you kind of move up the ladder. And, you know, thinking back to writing DVD press releases for Cinema Blend, and now all of a sudden I'm lucky enough to have the opportunity to go to premieres for, for Solo and Avengers Infinity War and the, the access as, especially after joining Collider full time and watching how much Collider has grown specifically as a company since I first join that team. I mean, it it's really like night and day where it's so exciting to see certain talent and certain studios want to work with us and want to invite us and, and want to have our voice part of the conversation. So, so yeah, it's been a big difference in, in that sense. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just being able to feel like you're part of that conversation kind and, of. Yeah. And like, like you have access, like, especially when it's a movie that you're really excited about, like something like Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom, or even The Incredibles that's coming up. I'm, I'm very passionate about my Pixar movies, too. Oh, and, nice. and to have the opportunity to be part of that promotional effort to to get something you love out there to the public. That's something that's very exciting to me. You can also interact with me in the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following SJR Pod on Twitter, See Jurassic Ride on Instagram, See Jurassic Ride on Facebook, or you can send me an email at SeeJurassicRide at gmail.com. Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours, but I also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and, oh God, I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything. It's going to be great. And I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Ride is an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Hi, Stephen. I don't really care that much about the new Jurassic World movie, but I love Laura Dern a lot, and I just wanted to say that. And just to reiterate, I really love Laura Dern, like, so much. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.